Welcome to In the News for February 11th, 2022. I am Brett Burney from AppsonLaw.com. This is Jeff Richardson from iPhone JD. Hey, Brett. Happy update day again, Jeff. Once again. <laughs> I feel like, is this maybe the third week in a row? Maybe not. Maybe just the second week in a row. But you had a good link today to yet another uh, critical critical ios update today uh and i i always hate to use that something like a word like that because i don't want people to like you know go out and panic and everything but it's critical in the sense that yet again this is a a fairly minor update but a very important one that i don't think you or i would hesitate to tell folks you should make sure that your ipad your iphone and your apple watch is updated to 15.3.1 Exactly. We are all looking forward to 15.4 because it's going to have a lot of new features. <laughs> yes. Bring but, it on. You know, whenever an update comes out and you hear the word zero day used, uh-huh. zero day is the fancy <laughs> security way of saying uh, you're not going to be waiting one day or you're not going to be waiting two days before somebody right. exploits this. It is being exploited now. And again, yeah. whether it's being Good. used Good in a test site or whether hackers are being used it. In fact, even if it is just being used on somebody testing it, you got to assume that a hacker is using it. So there's something out there. I mean, hopefully the chance of you encountering it is really small, but why yes. not protect yes. yourself by uh, installing this update so that you don't go to a malicious website that can you know, somehow take over your phone or something bad like that. And that's one of the reasons that it is important. This is uh, a, zero, a, a flaw potentially in the WebKit um, which is security, Safari. which is basically not just Safari, right? But it's basically yeah, any, like any the, web browser, yeah. any web browser on an iPhone and an iPad. And I know that's what a lot of us are doing all the time. Uh, just real quick, I updated my phone and my iPad this morning. This this was just released uh, yesterday, I believe, right? Correct. So it's very very new. If you haven't seen it yet, but um, it's it's fairly quick in just doing the update. You know, having it download. Uh, I just always have a quick reminder: uh, the iPhone or the iPad will scream at you if you're less than fifty percent on your battery, right? So you might want to make sure you're just you're plugged in or just uh, take it it's just a few minutes for this update. And it's just good to make sure that you are uh, good to go. And also Apple Watch. Don't forget about your Apple Watch as well. Well, we can't get away from updates. And we also apparently can't get away from AirTags. <laughs> you had a very good paragraph at the very beginning of your post this morning, Mr. Jeff, that um, uh, Apple – and this was, again, just very uh, – yesterday, very recent, that Apple was making some announcements. Uh, there, you know, Apple has been watching all of these stories that you and I have been covering <laughs> – as well about good stories about air tags helping to find people and you even mentioned one where it was a uh, uh, i think uh, uh, a housekeeper's ipad uh, was able to track down uh, an armed suspect and there's a lot of bad stories that have come out about air tags where yeah. stalkers are using them to track folks down anyway there's good and bad on both sides just like any kind of a new technology but i was very happy to see that apple is paying attention to these things and now today uh or yesterday actually they just announced a few changes that um uh, are ju- are just well worth knowing about yeah and apple did this not in a vacuum they talked to some victims' rights organizations. They talk to law enforcement. You know, a lot of the reasons this has been in the news is there's been, you know, some isolated cases of stalkers using an AirTag to follow somebody, but the news of that has spread. And so different police departments around the country, probably around the world, have been warning people. And I suspect that the warnings have actually gotten more attention than the actual misuse. But that doesn't, you know, mean to, to, it's not, certainly not good, even if it's a couple times that it's misused. So Apple's done a number of things. I mean, just to hit the highlights, one of the things is when you 
first set up your AirTag, uh, during the setup process, Apple will remind you that AirTags are not made for tracking people. They're made for tracking your belongings. Um, right. But then they will also warn not for you, kids right, or dogs. That they will warn you that every AirTag has a unique serial number. That mm -hmm. And so, you know, if, and this has actually happened in real life, police have found an AirTag that was, uh, you know, improperly used to track somebody, and the police have contacted Apple, and Apple has said, I can tell you exactly right. who owns that AirTag, and then the police have arrested the person. And so Very they will now warn you. So, again, crooks are stupid, which is why they often get caught, but hopefully <laughs> anyone that's thinking about doing something nefarious will think back to, oh, yeah, you know, before I put this on my ex-girlfriend, I remember that I was told when I first got my AirTag that Apple will tell the police, you know, who I am if I do that. So hopefully that will have some um, that will have some impact. And then there's some other things too because Apple's going to change the alerts, which is something that they've tweaked over time right. anyway. The alerts for the right. AirTags, um, you know, already if you, you know, some of the alerts that you will sometimes get saying something will, will be a little bit more vague currently about what is out there. Apple is tweaking it to be more precise so that if it's AirPods, because you can also use AirPods to track somebody, because um, right. you can find those on Find My. Right. And Apple will be right. more descriptive in terms of what you should look for when you get that alert. And then Apple is also changing the sounds of it, because right now an AirTag will beep if it is with, if it's traveling with somebody that's not the owner, and the idea is that the person would hear the beep and would say, hmm, I wonder what that is, and they would explore. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes, you know, there was one case of somebody uh, opening up the AirTag and disabling the sound chip so that it wouldn't make any noise. And you had other cases, I don't know if it wow. actually happened or people were just concerned about it, that somebody might take an AirTag and wrap it in something that sort of muffles the sound to try to make oh, it more uh, secret. And so what right, Apple right. has said is not only will the AirTag beep, um, and they've even, they've even adjusted the beep to try to be more prominent, but also uh, if somebody has an iPhone, and I don't know if it would work if you have an Android nearby, but if you have an iPhone nearby, um, your own iPhone will beep as well. So even if the AirTag sound was disabled or muffled, um, right. the victim's iPhone would say, you know, beep, beep, <laughs> there's an AirTag near you. So, right. you know, it's all these right. sorts of things. And there's some, other, there's some other tweaks that they've done. But the idea is that Apple is continuing, you know, they, when the AirTags first came out, Apple included a lot of features for this very risk. And then over time, as people have become more creative and coming up with either actual misuses <laughs> or ideas of misuses, right. Apple is tweaking it through the software. So um, this may not be the last tweak that they make, but the hope is that people would just use AirTags for, AirTags for good, you know, to find lost items, which I've used <laughs> right. in the past and they worked great, right. um, and really deter the improper use. That's what we want, that's what we all hope for. The, the one thing that really caught my eye here is working with law enforcement. They, they, in, in Apple's statement, they say every AirTag has a unique serial number, just like you said. Pair and paired AirTags are associated with an Apple ID. Apple can provide that paired account details in response to a subpoena or valid request from law enforcement. And I guess the reason that as soon as I read that, it just didn't fit in my brain because so often we hear about Apple, um, I don't want to say not cooperating, but not being able to provide that kind of information to law enforcement, right? Like law enforcement comes to them and say, can you lock the, unlock this phone? You know, can, can you give us the iCloud uh, details or something, you know, for this individual? And many times Apple has gone on record many times saying we don't have access to that, right? They focus on the privacy. Um, I think this is an absolutely appropriate 
uh, uh, instance where they they should provide some of this information. Right. But I just found it interesting that it was it's not a flip. I mean, I just think it's it's a reasonable approach to what they should be doing. But it just kind of caught me off guard because I'm like, wait a minute, working with law enforcement, they absolutely should in this instance. And I think in one of your comments in the post that you had was um, beware, right? <laughs> Crooks and others beware because they can track this air tag directly to you and Apple will provide your details to law enforcement if necessary. Yeah. One of the things that's interesting about this is there's a bigger story here. You know, the headline is AirTag. And you may think, well, I don't even own an AirTag or something like that. But there's more right. to it than that. First of all, this, we're not just Ooh, talking about point. AirTag. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about the entire FindMind network, which is used for, like, for example, the, the one that you mentioned about the housekeeper. It was actually, you know, former Mayor Bloomberg's housekeeper. Yes. It was a real right. bad guy that was a, trying to kidnap his daughter's horrible story. Right. But apparently right. she had an iPad with her, which is also part of the FindMind network. And I guess the the bad guys that kidnapped her didn't realize that she had it with her or maybe it was in her purse or something and use that to find her. So Find My is not just AirTags, it's also AirPods, iPhones, yes. computers, yes. everything. So it's so there's a bigger issue here. And and it's not even just Apple products because you know, the whole people have talked about the Internet of Things as devices have become smarter. You know, you right. need to think about speakers in your home like you know the amazon products or the apple products can hear what's going on and are there privacy right. concerns you know devices that can travel with you know where you are not just apple devices but other devices too gps has been around for a long and as we get into this you know more sophisticated technology that's a part of our everyday lives there's going to be all these implications and they can be used for good you know if you fall down and you're Apple Watch automatically calls the police and they come protect you so that, you know, you don't pass out and die. Good things of being able to track where you are. And then there's bad things of people using it. And right. so it's not like this is just an all black or an all white and all good and all bad. There are decisions that need to be made to just find that appropriate middle ground so that it's doing the right thing while also respecting people's privacy. And they're not easy decisions and, you know, reasonable minds can disagree over what's the right thing to do. Um, it's just a question of making these decisions. But these are decisions that we didn't need to worry about 20 years ago when from yeah. at least from a technology right. standpoint, things right. are a little bit more simple. Right. So it's not just Apple products. It's not just the AirTag. It's going to be more and more of a part of, you know, who we are, every, you know, every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like this headline from Michael Kahn at PC World, the story you link to. If you abuse AirTags for stalking, expect police to come knocking. All I could think about was, uh, I know a Stevie Ray Vaughan blues song, if the house is rocking, <laughs> don't come knocking. If the AirTag starts beeping, the police are going to come knocking. I love it. I'm, I'm so glad you did that. Um, let's say a special happy birthday uh, anniversary to our friend who I've never even met, but we all know him, uh, Texas lawyer Rod Ponton, uh, otherwise known as Lawyer Cap. You know, I don't know how much this went uh, viral. Well, actually, I do a little bit. I, I know this went way outside of like the typical legal circles that you and I run in. Uh, if you don't, if, if anybody needs a little bit of a reminder about this, uh, there was a virtual hearing. I forget, I, it was about a year ago, right? It was exactly there was a, a virtual year ago hearing. This week, yeah. And uh, the judge was on Zoom as well as the attorneys from both sides. And one of the lawyers, apparently, <laughs> I remember we talked about this in some of the details, had a filter on that he was a cat <laughs> instead of a lawyer. And, there, and I love this little trick. You leaked to the video because I think the judge himself released this video update, which you said you had never seen the end of it because there is a happy ending here. 
<laughs> Apparently, the judge explains to the lawyer exactly how to turn filters off in Zoom, and voila, we see Mr. Ponton uh, there. I just, I also like this. The other uh, side attorney, you can see he calls in somebody <laughs> to laugh at the screen. There, I'm so glad you linked to that. That's so it's great. very funny. And you know, the judge who released the full video, uh, Judge Roy Ferguson. I, I'm not familiar with him because I don't practice in Texas. Right, but, right. Uh, he has a Twitter feed on which he's very active, and it's very obvious that this is a tech savvy judge. So um, it was definitely which was helpful which because great. he was able to yes. help the attorney a year ago when right. it happened. But um, but he has a sense of humor of it, and I've seen this attorney uh, interviewed in the past when this happened a year ago, and he was a very good sport about it and said that, you know, hopefully yes, this agreed. will allow people to learn, which is the reason that, you know, now that we're a year later and we have all become so much more sophisticated with Zoom, you know, sure whether yes. you're an attorney or not, you know, we're using right. Zoom. You right. know, we've In my family, we, we've used Zoom for like, you know, Easter during the pandemic, just so I could see some of my cousins and, and, and grandparents and stuff, you know, stuff like that. People are very much more familiar with their technology. We're using it with our kids' schools. I was literally just earlier this morning on a Zoom for uh, for my daughter's school. So, um, but we still make mistakes of forgetting to mute and having a camera on when you think it's off and, you know, maybe cat filters. And so, you know, all of us are susceptible to making these mistakes. And so it's nice when you, when you are reminded that, you know, this can happen to anyone hopefully you do a better job of being careful it's about so it. Great. So great. I love it. Okay, so from great Lawyer story. Cats to Tap to Pay, I saw this story blow up just everywhere, and I'm glad that you had a couple of links to this because I really think this is going to be um, something – I think more important than I think a lot of people realize. In fact, I, I remember Tim Cook, you know, Apple released some results, what, a week or two or so ago? We didn't cover them all that detail in, in much detail. But I remember one of the stories I read about Tim Cook was actually talking a little bit more about Apple Pay and Apple Wallet and the Apple credit card. And it just seems like this could be a little bit of a, of a, of a sleeper technology a little bit. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but I'm glad you linked to this. It was an announcement that a few days ago Apple made that – we could use our iPhones to pay. Now, we can already send Apple Pay. We can already send money back and forth and even Venmo and some of the other services as well. But many times if you go to a farmer's market, for example, or so, the, the, you know, the, the farmer will have an, a, a phone, an iPhone, and they'll have a little dongle that they plug into the phone for – is it Square, right? So that they could swipe your credit card. But now you don't even have to have the little dongle. At least that's the way that I understand it, Jeff. This mm -hmm. is great stuff. Yeah, and you'll still use a third-party service like uh, Square or Stripe, uh, Stripe or one of those. Yeah, exactly. And they will. And I mean, Stripe was the the partner for the announcement, but exactly. I, I, Apple's going to open this up to everybody. It's just that that way the vendor doesn't have to plug in a dongle, or they don't have to have a little swipe thing so attached great. to it. The the iPhone itself, you will be able to tap a credit card on it because just most credit cards nowadays have NFC in it, right. and you can tap to pay, yeah. um, which is something that's been around in Europe and, and Canada for a very long time, but it's, it's coming right. to America now too over the last couple of years. Um, or of course, if the other person has an iPhone, they can tap to pay, but it's just going to make things easier and more seamless. And I like, I like that we're moving more and more towards this world where you just pay for things seamlessly. I mean, I, when I was coming into work this morning, I got a coffee, and when yeah. I went to the little coffee place in my building, I just you know tapped with my Apple Watch, and it, yeah. it, it was quick and easy, and I didn't have to worry about pulling out change or e even just the concern about you know swiping. The more that we move towards contactless payment, I just think it's it's easier, it's more seamless, it's probably safer actually to some degree too. Yeah. Um, you know, don't have to worry about cash as much. So I'm glad that Apple is doing this. I'm sure that merchants will take an merchants will take advantage of it. 
And um, so good for Apple. And of course, Apple's doing it yeah. a little selfishly because they want to be a part of this future. Oh, of, of course. You know, part oh, yes. of the payment because they get a tiny oh, yeah. bit of money. First of all, they make a tiny bit of money when people use the service. But also, Correct. I think Apple just wants to make sure that Apple products, especially the iPhone and Apple Watch, remain relevant in this world. So they don't want somebody else moving us towards the future. They want to be a part of that so that they remain a relevant part of it, which, which I'm glad that they're doing. I, I'm not going to say much more because this is part of my tip today that I wanted to share and just being okay. able to use this. But I'm glad that we raised it and I'm glad you linked to it because, again, I, 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 I just feel that this is something that is going to be bigger than I think a lot of people understand. And, and, and to be perfectly honest, with, with no inside information from Apple at all, I think Apple knows it as well, just similar to some of the things that you were, you were saying there. Yeah, I but agree. There's a lot more to come on, on this, I'm sure. Speaking of Apple and their... Uh, different products and things that could take over the world. This was fascinating to me, Jeff, that you linked to this. I saw this as well, and I, w w I'll show the graphic here in just a moment. <laughs> Apple leads the headphone market. What? At least in the U.S. Mm -hmm. What? I, I just, I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like when I think headphones, of course I do think Apple, but I guess I don't, I don't think of, of Apple as a headphone creator again i know that sounds a little silly because we got airpods and we talk about that but they bought beats you can you can fill in some of the blanks there but you know i think of like bose i think of some of the other companies you know that that have been making headphones for years and years but this was a fascinating statistic for me at least that like no apple is leading in this market yeah now, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Apple in the headphone market just meant, you know, the little white cords hanging out of your ears when you had an iPod. But the, AirPod, right. the, the AirPods are incredibly possible, popular. I love mine. And, um, and of course, Beats is very popular, too, and very noticeable with their design. Yes. And um, I guess if you own those, too, that's enough to lead the market. And, and um, what I like about it is Apple has, you know, as we've discussed in the past, Apple is really pushing forward with this through spatial audio and other things. Yeah. I mean, Apple, yeah. is, it's, it's, they're, they're not just, you know, resting on their laurels. They're, they're pushing the technology forward in, in great ways, noise cancellation, stuff like that. So, um, um, you know, but it's interesting to see all the success that they've had. I guess a lot of people have been attracted to the good products that they've come out with. This was the uh, the little graphic that everyone linked to. Is it st Statista? Statista? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Stats. It's it's a it's a stat company. <laughs> well, I I've linked to several things from Statista before. They're they're very good. But apparently, they had interviewed what over about forty two hundred people uh, between January and December twenty twenty one. So I guess a whole year. I'm not really sure exactly you know what they did. But apparently, this was sort of an independent type of uh, survey that they did. And sure enough, the um, AirPods, and I guess all of the AirPod versions, right, from AirPods and 1, 2, and 3, and the AirPods Pro, uh, led the market 34.4%. And the second U.S. headphone that was the most popular was Beats by Dr. Dre, which Apple, I don't know, several three or four years ago or so, or maybe a little bit more, that Apple purchased uh, the Beats brand and brought them on. And just like what you were saying, they're the second most popular. And then third is Bose. And then Samsung, JBL, Sony. I mean, I'm looking at here on this little uh, graphic. Just fascinating. Like, yeah. I, if, if somebody had asked me before this stat came out, Jeff, I would have said, no, I mean, Apple has got to be high up there. But, you know, probably maybe three or four, it would have been my 
best guess. This just blew me away that Apple is dominating uh, this aspect. And I don't think they're going to slow down either. That's just great. Also, yeah. Also interesting that, I mean, assuming that the survey is right, and of course surveys can be off a little bit. Sure, but, sure. Um, you know, Bose with 12.5%, if I just had, had to guess, I would have guessed that Bose was higher than 12% yeah. of the market. Um, so it's interesting. Good stuff there. Now, uh, in a similar vein, you linked to another interesting product that I guess I hadn't really thought of too much. Yeah, neither had I. This, this is interesting. Cocoon? Cocoon. Oh, Cocoon. Okay, I get it. <laughs> K-O-K-O-O-N. <laughs> cocoon. I get it. I get it. Cocoon Night Buds. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the idea is if you're having trouble falling asleep, um, maybe because, you know, you share a room with somebody who snores, or maybe just because, <laughs> right. or, or maybe the opposite, maybe just the complete silence makes it hard for you to go to sleep. I know some people have um, a noise machine. In fact, we have one that we sometimes use on vacation. Right. Um, in fact, even in, in my own bedroom, we yeah, have a, a ceiling fan at the top, and just the, no, the noise of the ceiling fan, actually, I sort of find sort of soothing to go to sleep. Right, but, right, so, right. You can control the entire environment of your room by having some sort of a noise machine, but if you want to do it just for you and not for somebody else that's in the room, um, these uh, cocoon uh, devices, it's, it's like an ear, ear, earphones that go in your ear and it go, wraps around the back of your head, and it's described in this article by Julian Perry on uh, Gadgeteer that um, yeah. just you know, it's made to be soft so that you can go to sleep with it and stuff, and it sounds interesting. They're not cheap. I mean, I want to say this one was 200 and something. Yeah, you said 224. 224, yeah. and um, although not mentioned in this article, I, I've heard people mention in the past, and then literally just this week I saw um, – I think it was actually Neil Patrick Harris, of all things, uh, the old Doogie Howser. Oh, interesting. And he has a, new, a really <laughs> nice newsletter called Wondercade, which is great. It's, it's free. I, I recommend that folks subscribe to it. Oh, nice. Um, okay. It's also, he's got interesting things in there every week. But he was mentioning the, um, the, Bo, the Bose, speaking of Bose, the Bose yeah, Sleep yeah. Buds, um, right. which looks more like an AirPod. It's just a little bud that fits into your ear. And um, I think these are made to go to sleep with, so it plays sounds. I, I, I think that it may turn uh, off automatically after you go to sleep. And, um, right. Right. So, you know, and there's always the question of, is it going to fall out of your ear while you're sleeping and get caught in your bed? And I don't know. I haven't tried these products, so I don't know. Maybe the cocoon is actually better for that standpoint because you're less likely to lose it because it's sort of bigger. But yeah. um, if, tethered, you know, if you're yeah. having trouble going to sleep, these products, although not cheap, I, I think this makes a lot of good sense. So it's, it's a whole market that I had not thought about. And now that I've seen it, um, I really understand how people would really enjoy these and, and get a lot of value out of them. You linked to this, and it made me think of a couple of stories that you and I have covered where people might say, well, why should I spend another $200? I've already got like AirPods Pro or AirPods. I'll just wear those to bed mm -hmm. <laughs> and sleep with them. And it's not funny, but most of the stories that I've seen have do have a happy ending that people will fall asleep with their AirPods in. And then at some point in the night, <laughs> uh, depending on how easy or, or crazy that they sleep, they'll end up swallowing the AirPods. So regardless oh. of which device... <laughs> that you pick for sleeping with uh i because i think it is an it is a nifty market it is it's a it's a nice adversary but yeah uh, please just make sure you don't swallow your uh your airpods uh, again most of the stories have a happy ending but man you don't want to have to go to the er and have to get an x-ray about uh <laughs> looking yeah. for your which is also uh, why AirPods you might want to use a device that's specially designed for sleeping with it so that presumably the manufacturer has thought through yeah, those sorts of exactly. implications and stuff like exactly exactly 
Another interesting story that you linked to, and this is getting back sort of to the uh, to the iPhone specifically. Uh, I saw this, and, and it piqued my interest just specifically because what I do sort of in my day job is I'm familiar with a company called Celebrite. And many people may have heard of Celebrite in one way or another. Certainly, they've come up in headlines over the last several years when it comes right. to iPhones. But they are a uh, forensic uh, – I call it a, making a forensic image. They're a forensic tool that um, mostly law enforcement, but even uh, – lawyers and and legal professionals can use to take information off of mobile devices. And Celebrite can work with a variety of different devices. In fact, if you know of any law enforcement folks that use Celebrite, it usually is almost like a suitcase uh, because the hardware is very small, but the suitcase just contains all of the different plugs and dongles that you could ever need for any kind of a mobile device. And they can use this technology to basically create a forensic copy of all of the information on a mobile device. So we do this to capture emails and text messages and pictures and, you know, any kind of nefarious, potentially nefarious things or, or just, um, information about you know who was communicating with who most of the time even some geographic information so uh i thought this was it was an interesting story because celebrite has been in some headlines for good and for bad reasons in some aspects um and they are very successful in what they can do i think it's an israeli company is where they are based out of and while uh, many, many people use these. In fact, there's been other stories that uh, many of the U.S. government agencies have Celebrite, and most law enforcement have somebody that can use Celebrite, that um, while it can unlock an iPhone, a locked iPhone, um, they, don't, they don't do this unless you send it to them. You know, a lot of people always say, well, they're scared because if somebody could get an iPhone, that somebody could get into it. And Apple has thought about this many, many times. We've talked about this many times. Unless they have physical access along with your passcode, typically, there is no way to get access to a lot of the information on that iPhone. Celebrite seems to have cracked it, but they won't let you <laughs> have the technology. You got to send it to them and yeah, pay well, a little bit of money though, too. Right, because it used they to did. be that yeah, right. a law enforcement can use a, or, or others, not just law enforcement, could use the Celebrite hardware um, if they had a password to an iPhone. Like if they right. arrested somebody and the person right. told the cops their their password, then they could easily get into it and copy all the data off of it and look for pictures that were incriminating yes, and stuff like, like that. Yes, um, exactly. But even even if the person did not provide um, their passcode, there were different ways that Celebrite could break in there, and it's changed over time as the iPhone technology has changed. Uh, at one point, the, the police would have to plug it in within a certain period of time, um, and, and, and then other things changed over time. Um, but the latest news is that the Celebrite that used to be able to crack an iPhone as of right now doesn't do it at all. And the reason for that is because somebody got a, a copy of a Celebrite device and sort of reverse engineered what it was doing mm -hmm. and Apple was able to, right. to right. improve the, you know, it's always this cat and mouse game, you know, the people breaking into iPhones, whether they are more yep. legitimate companies or whether they are hackers, they're coming up with new ways to break up, to break into the iPhone and Apple is coming new ways to close those doors. So as of today, Celebrite cannot break into an iPhone using the device, but if you send an iPhone to Celebrite for, <laughs> right. and, and give them 4,000 bucks, they will um, unlock it for you. So it you know continues to be, and you know the, the reason that all of these stories are interesting to me is really just for awareness that I think folks, exactly. you know, certainly yes. if you're an attorney yeah. and you've got clients, yeah. but anyone, no matter what profession you're in, iPhones are pretty secure and Apple works really hard at keeping them secure as long yeah. as you have a good password on it. Um, but you should know that there are ways that if it's whether your iPhone is being good, used for good or evil, that some people can break into it. And yes. not all the time, but it's always a risk that's out there. And so it's just something 
something to think about. I mean, heck, we have the Olympics going on right now in China. Yeah. And I hear people point. talking about how they didn't want to yeah. take their personal iPhone to China because they're just concerned that something might happen that the because they have obviously such a, a you know lockdown society over there that China right. might break into and install some sort of malware and so they would bring like a burner phone you know something that just has nothing on it just to have something with them but without any of their personal information just to feel safer and because this changes so rapidly from day to day there's no rule of you know it's always going to yeah. be safe if you do this and it's going to always be unsafe if you do that because that changes all the time so when you see stories like this, it's, it's interesting to know today what the latest story is on Celebrate, but it's going to change tomorrow and it's going to change again the day after that and the day after that. Um, it's, I think it's mostly important just to be aware of this you know, continuing back and forth over yeah. you know, how safe it is and can it be broken into. Um, and again, I, I tend to think awareness. of it, right. yeah, and I tend to think of it from the standpoint of my personal iPhone. I don't want someone breaking into it. But on the other hand, if it's the iPhone of this horrible criminal that did something you yes. know, nefarious, right. well, then of course I want them to break into it. So those are those are contrary, and there's no good answer. Well, apparently, even if you are catching the wrong fish, that. Uh... <laughs> They could come after your iPhone. It, this is the other story I referred to that this week, um, U.S. government Celebrite customers, there's 2,800 departments, including Fish and Wildlife Service. <laughs> I would not have guessed. I know, I know. Fish and Wildlife but, Service you know, is breaking into phones. <laughs> they do say, it, they say Fish and Wildlife Service frequently work to thwart a variety of environmental offenses from illegal deforestation to hunting without a license. So I, I don't mean to make light of it, but it was just a headline a lot of people were saying. It's like, wow, there's a lot of people using this Celebrite software. And just like you said, Jeff, I think you, you said it very well. It's just having an awareness, no matter what profession you're in or what you're doing, just having an awareness that these tools are out there. You and I have talked about the Pegasus software quite a bit, which doesn't require physical access to the device, unlike Celebrite, but still something to be aware of as you, uh, as you, as you go through this. Excellent. Okay, let's switch back to In the Know, and I'm going to switch back to the Apple Pay. Uh, kind of, well, actually, my, my general tip is I just want people to understand even how to set this up because I, I still get frustrated, Jeff. Uh, even I, I love my wife, but I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh, put her on display here in the sense that you know every time we go to the store <laughs> and we're together. I might pay either with my Apple Watch or my iPhone. And she just stands there and says, hey, how, how did you do that? And it has been so difficult for me, not just my wife, but anybody that I talk to, to understand we don't have to have a physical credit card. Uh, you mentioned it already today. And I listened to a few other, a couple other podcasts that were saying in Europe, in Canada, almost everywhere else in the world, the idea of having a physical card to pay for something is almost ludicrous in these days. You know, it's almost like thinking when I go to a restaurant, I don't want to give my physical credit card to the waiter or the, or the waitress. Not because I necessarily think they're going to do something bad, but I just don't want that to get out of my, uh, out of my control. And I, that's why, again, I was saying earlier, I think this Apple Pay component, this service is becoming uh, even so much more important. The only thing I wish, one of the things that I wish is Apple would not make this as confusing, although maybe it's not Apple, maybe it's me. But we have the Apple Wallet, which is more the app on the phone, right? We have Apple Pay, which is the service, as it were. There is Apple Cash, which works inside the wallet with Apple Pay. And then we have the Apple Credit Card. So there's a lot of Apple financial things to, to keep track of. And sometimes I know it can be confusing. But just quickly, if you haven't looked into Apple Pay, and I'm sure if you have an iPhone, it's at least popped up before and tried to get you to use it. 
But if you haven't done it, either because you're like my wife or other folks that I work with, that you just don't trust it yet, you're you're not comfortable giving up that physical credit card. And I don't mean give it up, but in the sense of think about this differently, right? There, there. It's so much more secure to use a credit card on the phone. But just open the Apple Wallet app. That's the app. It looks like a little credit cards are in this little wallet app. And you can hit the plus sign there. And if you have your physical credit card with you, there's a couple of different ways you can add that to that Apple Wallet. Uh, my favorite is the camera will turn on on the iPhone and you can simply take a picture of the credit card number with the expiration date and it'll fill all that information in for you. You may still have to put in that security code, although sometimes it'll capture that as well. But it makes it very easy. The next step once you add the credit card is it will ping your credit card holder company. It has to go through and do that. You have to hit agree and it has to be an agreement. This is still a requirement, but it's usually it's very, very quickly, quick on, on that. Like you don't have to wait for a long time, but you do have to get that to be approved. And then that credit card is now added to your Apple wallet. So the next time you go to Target or, or somewhere you're getting ready to pay, instead of fumbling around getting your wallet out, you've probably got easy access to your phone or your Apple watch. And you can just double click the side button on your iPhone, or I think it's the, is it a double click or this the side click or on your Apple watch and your credit cards will come up. I like to pick my credit card first before I get close to that little terminal. I, so I click and open up and you have to do a face ID or it has to do touch ID or uh, you have to put in your passcode. But then I have three or four different credit cards and I can select the credit card I want to use. And then I put the iPhone on the little terminal or my Apple Watch. So I like to select which credit card I might wanna use because sometimes I use you know different ones for business or, or personal, that kind of a thing. And then again, uh, you already mentioned, we, you talked about this, just using your Apple Watch. Like you can just pull up the same thing with your Apple Watch. It's already going to be unlocked many times because you, you have your phone with you. And you can just use your Apple Watch, tap it, or put it very close to that little pay terminal instead of getting out your credit card. And it will charge to your credit card. And I love using that within Apple Pay because it kind of tracks all of those transactions inside the Apple Wallet. Really, really cool stuff there on there. So I, I know that's a very simplified tip on there, but I just continue to run into folks, Jeff, that either they know about it, they've heard about it, but they're just not comfortable doing it yet. They're, I don't know. I like to get the credit card out. And in my mind, that's going the way of the Dota. Like we're not going to be using physical credit cards uh, in the very near future because the rest of the world is not. <laughs> the rest of the world has already kind of moved on from this. And uh, for various reasons and factors, I think the U.S. is a little bit behind. I agree completely. That's a good, yeah, good tip. Good tip. Good. All right. The one that you, I have sir. today is, um, so last year in episode 31, you recommended an app called Stitch It so that you could take oh, yeah. a number of screenshots and then stitch them together so that, for example, if you wanted to show um, a, a back and forth in the Messages app, you could just have one long yes. screenshot. And I've actually yes. used that a couple times since you recommended it last week. Um, this week, I learned about an app. I learned about it when I was listening to another podcast, uh, the iOS Today podcast, Rosemary Orchard. And yes. uh, she suggested an app that I've been using this week, and it is really good. It's called Pixo, P-I-C, oh and then S-E-W for so. And um, it's here's <laughs> the reason I why like I like this. It's there. a little bit more complicated to use than Stitch It, but not much more. And the features that it offers are fantastic. First okay. of all, when I'm you listening. 
so you take a couple screenshots. You know, you know, I'm going to take the first part of the messages and then scroll right. down a little bit. Take a second screenshot. Take the third one. So when you open the Pixo app, you select those photos, and as you select it, it actually puts a one, a two, a three, so that you're saying this is the order. This oh, yeah. is the first one. This is the second one. And then second of all, there's a button called Scroll Shot, and this is one big advantage over Stitch It is that it automatically stitches them together. So it will completely Ooh. remove the top of the image, the bottom of the image. It finds okay. a place where they line up perfectly. And so in literally just one click, you all the work is done if you want to just stop right there and then go ahead and save it. Um, but then you can do more. And let me just pause and say that although I'm finding it most useful Ooh. for stitching together images, you don't have to use it that way too. You can also select multiple images, um, maybe like a picture of a car and a picture of a dog and a picture okay. of something else. And if you just wanted to line them up vertically or horizontally, the app can also be used for that just to make like a nice collage or something like that. Okay. But I'm really finding it most useful Ooh, yeah, like for this. stitching together a long screen, whether it's like a long series of tweets that I took or a long series of messages or something like that. And so then... At the next stage, once the app automatically stitches it together, you then have all of these really helpful annotation tools. You have a um, like a pen if you want to draw something or draw an arrow, oh, yeah. whatever colors you that. want. You have an, <clears throat> excuse me, an annotation tool that you can um, you have a redaction tool rather where you can either completely black it out or you can have like you know how it's like pixelated like a little black, a little white, you know, yeah. like you can yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's a very <laughs> easy tool for applying that. Now okay. another cool feature oh, is called this is remove. Great scroll bar. You know, when you take the screenshot, it's going to have at the top of the screen, you know, what time did you take that picture? Right, uh, right. How many bars did you have on cellular or for Wi-Fi? But if you want to, and if you turn on the remove scroll bar, it, it automatically, um, it cleans up, uh, well, first, actually, I'm talking about two different features. I'm sorry. Remove scroll bar is the little black and white uh, line on the side of the screen that shows yes, you where you are. Right, when you right, stitch right, right. together a bunch of messages, you'll see multiple scroll bars right. because you don't on different those. screens you had different scroll bars, and that's confusing. So remove scroll bar takes that out. Clean status bar is the one I was starting to describe. It will oh, replace the time okay. on your clock with 941. And do you know why it picks 941, Brett? That's what Apple always has in their screenshots. Or and why does Apple use 941 in all their screenshots? I forget exactly too. the reason why. Tell because us. Because when the first iPhone was introduced by Steve Jobs, he it was, uh, introduced okay, yeah, it at yeah. 941. And <laughs> so 941 yes. a.m. Pacific time. So every <laughs> Apple screenshot always has 941. So this will replace the whatever time the actual picture was with 941. It will, it will make all of your cell bars nice. to full. It will make your Wi-Fi bars to full. It will put your battery life at 100%. Just because that way each of your images is consistent um, it will um, if you want it can add an iPhone border around the image now if you've stitched together a very long image it'll look like a really long iPhone but that's fine because that way if you're showing it to someone else yeah on like a display board it just right. reinforces the idea that this was taken on an iPhone or it can also use Apple Watch you know borders too so it's as right, if it right, was right. taken on an Apple Watch oh, you nice. can add a watermark if you want to put a watermark you have right. lots of different export features of different types you know exported yeah. as PDF I just or saw that you JPEG can export or whatever yeah. and all of the things that I just described or most of them you can set it as a default so for example if I always want it to remove the scroll bar, and I always wanted to clean up the status bar and put oh. the 941. And so once you set the default, it just does it automatically. So that although this app is more sophisticated and thus is a little bit more complicated, once you find your defaults, you can use it very quickly because you just select yeah. your pictures, you yeah. have it stitch it automatically, your defaults are already done, you save it, and you're done. And so it's a quick way to do it. Now, as a lawyer, That's I'm great. intrigued by this because 
sometimes you know screenshots have evidence. You want to show a long screen of messages exactly. and like a divorce case or something like that. And so yeah. this makes something that is it's, it's exhibit ready. It's very nice. But there may be other times too that you want to share screenshots with with just a friend, and maybe it doesn't all fit on one screen. So you want it to go in a second screen. And this app just makes it all so simple and so easy. And it's the app itself you can download it for free um and if you pay just two if you pay two bucks <laughs> you unlock yeah. all the features and to tell you the truth we'll you do. probably only need to pay one dollar <laughs> because the, the that that second dollar unlocks a feature that i haven't even used yet where instead of taking different screenshots you turn on the video recording feature of the iphone and then you manually scroll and oh, it takes the video as you're doing great. it and then it converts that video into it um I've actually found it's just Ooh. as easy to use the screenshots. But I just right. went ahead and, I mean, I splurged and spent the two bucks instead of the one buck yeah. just to unlock Doing all it. the features of the app. Doing but it. yeah. um, it's a really impressive app. And the next time that I need to work with screenshots, I'm absolutely going to use this one. So um, again, I don't know. There may be some people that don't use screenshots a lot, but if this is ever a part of your life, and again, it's not just for long screenshots. If you yeah. just want to put together a collage of different pictures, this app helps you do that. You can either have a border or not have a border between the pictures. You can have a border around them or not so even if you're just preparing pictures to post like a little collage on right. facebook or instagram or something yeah, like that yeah. this can help you do that too so it's it's a nice way to work with photos Brilliant. on your iphone and it works on the ipad too so you know every i, I cannot recommend this more really really nice i app. am so happy you did this i did a video on my apps in law blog about stitch it and it's great and like you said it's it's great to have that but i have to it's been an extremely popular <laughs> video lots of people watching that just simply because i think people are looking for ways not just the text messages or from a legal perspective but i love this like you said you can even do you know most of the time i think of stitching in a vertical uh aspect right a series of comments or so but here this one little screenshot here is talking about a horizontal stitching so mm -hmm. if you have pictures and you can crop the picture anyway just brilliant stuff oh yeah i already downloaded it i'll, I'll be using it and i'll probably have to do a video on this too I but it's great that we have your... some of these options and for yeah. two dollars i mean it, it, it's great like that's well worth it and i tell and i even told folks on that last uh, uh video jeff that Again, from our perspective, I, I was using it from the idea of like text, you know, capturing text messages conversations today are one of the primary ways that we capture communications and evidence uh, in, in cases, both civil cases and criminal cases. But you mentioned it already for things like you want to capture like a, a, a Twitter thread or you want to capture like a Facebook comment, you know, all the comments from a fa from Facebook, for example, on Good your idea. phone, yeah. you know, things like that, that you just might want to preserve. And there's no way because, you know, those things are dynamic. They change all the time. And for your own personal personal backups you just might want to capture some of these things and having these apps to me uh it, it's just it's sort of a good backup like to know that it's there good stuff I, i'll give you an example of that i mean this is unfortunately a little bit morbid although bittersweet i remember after my mom had passed away a number of people posted mm. things on facebook of you know nice yeah little, and i yeah. went and i captured those images because at some point you know once it's on yeah. facebook it's it's hard to yeah. find stuff from long ago um but just to sort of have that preserved um you know good every point. once in a while just to look back at some of those comments and so there may be different times in your life that you want to preserve things on your iPhone screen. And this is a great app for helping you to do that. Thank you, my friend. As always, good recommendation. That is PIXO. I like what they did there. SEW, <laughs> PIXO. So, okay, I got it. I got it. That's good stuff. All right. Thanks for joining again this week, Jeff. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Brett. Bye-bye, everybody.